This is Dead Letter Radio, episode 35. And as always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast. Because here we feature your writings, your short stories, your letters, your poetry, everything and anything in between. I give it an audience, a platform, a voice, but you are the star of each and every episode. So welcome back, and if you're new here, this is your first time, and would like some of your writings shared on this podcast, listen to the end, and I'll go over how to do so. So I hope everyone's weeks, are, or week I should say, uh, is going well. Um, if you've noticed, this episode, like last week, is coming out on a Monday. So for now, I think I want to transition to releasing episodes on Mondays just because it might be a little bit easier with my current schedule. Another thing is that this episode might be a little shorter. If not, I guess you can (laughs) message me on Twitter about it. So my pre-ramble, as always, uh, first things first, is weather. Now, if you're listening to this on September 13th, 2021, and you're in my area, we're looking like a high of 81 degrees Fahrenheit with a low of 54. So these nights are getting chilly as we swing our way into autumn. And before this episode, something that I was kind of dwelling on and kind of fits with the theme of the pieces I'll share today is that word uh, sonder. And uh, it came about that the definition that was given to it is, let me pull it up actually. And this definition is from the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows, which I believe is a book that had created words for aspects of life that we didn't necessarily have a word for. So, Sonder is the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness. And so, it's something I was thinking about, especially regarding to these pieces that I will share, because it's a fantastic thought, isn't it? I think we easily forget that life, our life, and everyone else's is equally complex. They're not the same. We might not go through all the same trials, but the complexity of it is all there. And maybe we get in moments where we feel we have it hardest, or because we of uh, social media and other aspects of that, we see only the good aspects of someone else's life, and it's very easy to see that they made it so much further ahead than we are uh, currently. But their life, as I said, is just as equally as complex as ours. Their life is also full of trials and hardships, and times when they doubt themselves and times when they are happy and they uh, feel blessed, but also times where maybe they have trouble sleeping because worries rack their brain just like ours. And just like we may look at them and wonder, how can we get there? Or we are falling behind, they most likely look at others like that as well. And if their life is just as complex as ours, most likely they're not too preoccupied focusing on how far ahead they are in comparison to us. We sometimes put ourselves in a race with people that don't even know they're competing. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you're going to race against someone, race against yourself. 
compare yourself to your own goals and not other goals people have set and accomplished. Strive to better yourself just for the sake of betterment. And don't compare yourself to others. Another aspect I like of this is that because each person lives such a unique life full of dreams and aspirations, you know, crafted and woven story that no one could retell 100%, that means that your works, your words, your creations, your experiences are 100% your own. And so if you have an outlet to share those, either through writing, like on this podcast, through art and various other means, or just whatever you do in life, just remember, what you create and do will not exist again. It is 100% purely your own spark. So I think that's good enough, right, to get started in this episode. (laughs) So to begin, we'll read a piece by David Goad, and it is titled, On Walks and on Waiting. In August, we wait to lose something of ourselves from untangling line of mornings and nights, from cold hands unraveling in quiet parks or elm letting free a slow downward twist of autumn. Sometimes in the afternoon, we walk along Belmont Street and hear the heart leaves of ginkgos let out, truth too silent to notice, resin too dried to seep under more silent limbs, inhaling small breaths that suck and swallow late wind, releasing heat and faith, and sighing, making good of all. A woman jostles a pear from the summer tree that sits, sweating in terraced lawn, flesh covering secret seed of its center, soon stripped clean by mouths that chew all heaven and spit out all the hell, that have appetite for stars that spill and leak from their corners as we lose something of ourselves too. In August, we wait for warm night air, coming still and gentle like lies of men and beliefs of women, and walk with our silences tangled in them, flowers cross in front gardens neatly tended and rising still on our way home in streetlight, thinking that a promise of harder things is autumn, just as a key turning indoors to vacant rooms is also autumn, just as knowing and soon forgetting are loosed together from that tree that bears its fruit, which gives its unknown in the same way we lose something of ourselves, too. Thank you, David, for sharing this wonderful piece with us. Regarding this, they said, During the pandemic, my girlfriend and I enjoy taking walks, and so they occupy quite a space in my mind, and so why not write about things in my life? Although the act of walking is not terribly exciting, it is a part of my life, and so I choose to write about it. And so I was actually really happy with with what David uh, said in there message about their reasoning for creating this because even though they said although the act of walking is not terribly exciting it is a part of my life and so I choose to write about it and that's one of the things I really wanted to highlight and focus on this podcast 
that whether you're an experienced writer or this was your first piece you ever written or maybe you're listening and you think you've never really written anything before to be shared because why would anyone want to hear it? Well, this is the reason why. They're your experiences. No one can emulate that 100%. It's uniquely crafted to be yours and yours alone. And so I think there's great uh, beauty to that, especially when you're able to share with others regarding it. And on to the piece itself, I've always enjoyed a good walk, and I just loved how David crafted these scenes and these little um, insight views pick up from people's lives as they go along on their walk, and the describing of the ginkgo trees, and uh, just the whole atmosphere of it. And maybe it's not what David was originally going for, but I really enjoy the line, just as a key turning in doors to vacant rooms is also autumn. It just gives me that feeling of an empty room is an end, but also a, begin a beginning. And just as autumn may feel an end to the summer as we approach winter, it can also be a beginning, a fresh start. So thank you, David, for sharing uh, your experience with walks in this creative manner. Next, we have a piece by Octopus Nodes on Reddit, and this one's actually a work of flash fiction, so it's a very short story, and I believe it was originally written in French, but then they translated it uh, to English, and it is titled, That Summer Night. A woman, alone, is sitting by the roadside, her waist surrounded by yellow grass, summer flowers and only her feet lie on the scorching asphalt. On a piece of paper, she's arranging a melody that, with attention, she has been humming into losing its meaning. The steady breeze makes the burning sun on her naked legs bearable, but she may not have noticed it. She's engrossed in her task, and sliding her fingers sticky with the juice of a tomato on that page torn off of a music notebook. Out of a singular interest for the solitary being around whom the world suddenly finds itself revolving, one god or another hears her whispers, transcribes them, and sings. From a burning tree that would have been put out came the bitter and acrid resin. Immediately ensnared and flayed, accused, observed, shunned, then silenced. Silenced as I was, Silence the voice that raised its back inside out to the other. Even worse was the loss. Lost the breast, the fishing rod, the bird and the dream, the model, the chalk, and the slate, the life. Lost the past, a present, their futures. Lost the landmarks, punishments, severe left to hang, vespertine complaints in the room next door. Imaginary creatures sheltering innocence. All the joys and sorrows lost in that summer night, lost and lost again, and so silenced, mute, quietened, forbidden. What good a defense would have done 
of a loathed miracle emerging solitude against a flame that took everything away. A woman, alone, is sitting by the roadside, her waist surrounded by yellow grass, summer flowers, and despite the breeze, she is in pain, naked her legs and feet. It is from this pain that her eloquence arises. It is through this melody that she expresses on a piece of music paper what will no longer be kept silent. So thank you, Octopus Notes, for sharing this great short story with us. Regarding this piece, they said, The spark was a mix of two things. The vision of a woman writing a melody on a summer day, which came up as an idea for a short prose poem. Why I felt compelled to write, I'm not sure. I don't write very often. And a lingering reflection on this year's forest fires, especially as they affected my hometown. My canon of her story is that she was caught and accused of starting a forest fire which led to the death of several of her relatives and the destruction of her childhood's home on a certain summer night. She was subsequently dragged through the mud as everyone thought her guilty, but ultimately released due to lack of proof. Overwhelmed by grief and the consequences of her public shunning, she had never managed to raise her voice to defend herself even though she was innocent. As we are watching her on this day, she is finally finding a voice through the music she is composing. So really, as another example of being glad of when people give their reasoning for writing something, was that uh, Octopus Nodes said that they weren't sure why they felt compelled to write, nor do they write very often. But from them doing something maybe a little out of the ordinary for themselves, we get a, another unique and wonderful piece of written work that wouldn't have existed if they didn't put their pen to the paper, paper or, I guess, didn't start hitting keys on the keyboard or tapped their touchscreen. Whatever way you prefer to write, it's completely fine. And I really loved, especially the beginning and the ending of this, the... Uh, symmetry yet difference of this scene of a woman sitting waist high surrounded by yellow grass and summer flowers and in the beginning not noticing that she's in pain because the scorching heat is not affecting her as she's so diligently writing this melody yet as we go further and get peeks into what is causing her anguish we get the same scene painted the same way and despite the cooling breeze, she is in pain, yet she is now changed. And I think it just really speaks to, especially how, as I said, that word sunder. We don't know what people are going through, what is going through their head, why they're so focused on what they're focused on. But there's always that change that's happening in each and every one of us. The battles we're fighting, the obstacles we're overcoming and there may be even the joys that we're sharing neighbors and people walking by will might never actually have a real clue all that chaos and order of life that's going through our head and i think that this short story paints that sensation in such a tactile way that even though it might just appear to be a woman riding away 
sitting in tall grass surrounded by flowers, that there might, and not that there might, but that there is a whole universe uh, going on in our mind that we are not aware of, and that goes for each and every one of us. So thank you for sharing this. Next, we have a piece by AJ, and it is titled Radio Rwanda. They're playing that song again. The music takes control on the radio. It takes over my soul. Mother, don't wait up for me. Leave some stew in the pan. I'll be fine. Let your boy become a man. It's the party of flesh, and we're dressed to kill. Let the demons roam free and give into the thrill. Radio, tell me what to do. Radio, I will listen to you. Radio, I'm trapped in a beat. Radio, please put it on repeat. Listen to the greatest hits. This feeling is so strong. On the radio, it can't be wrong. Take anything and everything you want. The crowd will follow. No rules out here. There's no tomorrow. Flail your arms about. Stomp your feet. Be that lunatic out on the streets. Radio. I don't know how to dance. Radio. You have me in a trance. Radio. Tell me which way to swing. Radio. Won't you make me king? If I'm not back by the morning, you'll hear my name in a song on the radio. Just sing along. But till I'm here, I can't slow down. I only see red. It's all I know. I'll stop when I'm dead. The night's still young, still high on lust. We can but hunt till everything is dust. Radio, why are you fading away? Radio, I still want to play. Radio, turn up the sound. Radio, don't put me in the ground. So thank you, AJ, for sharing this piece with us. Uh, regarding this, they said, I'm a psychiatrist working in India. I wanted to highlight how media can be used to instigate uh, mindless violence and use the radio as a metaphor. Now, regarding this piece, it was inspired by the Rwandan massacre. And while I don't feel knowledgeable to talk about uh, the situation, or excuse me, the Rwandan genocide. I don't feel knowledgeable to give real insight into it. I can share at least the beginning entry of Wikipedia regarding it. It says the Rwandan genocide occurred between 7th of April and 15th of July 1994 during the Rwandan Civil War. During this period of around 100 days, Members of the Tutsi minority ethnic group, as well as some moderate Hutu and Twa, were slaughtered by armed militias. The most widely accepted scholarly estimates are around 500,000 to 800,000 Tutsi deaths. Estimates for the total death toll are as high as 1,100,000, including Hutu and Twa victims. And so, it seems like a... Uh, sobering place to end the episode. And yes, this is how I'm ending the episode with this piece. Um, but there was a reason I was outside of AJ's fantastic writing and giving you the sensation of being enthralled by uh, this radio. 
I also wanted to highlight this piece, especially because, once again, of that idea of everyone living complex lives, and as that being such a reminder of why we should treat each other as well as possible. I mean, yes, human history is mired with events like this, and events all over the place, now and sadly in the future, where people do atrocities and atrocious things to one another. But there's also a lot of good moments, too. And if we can, each one of us, try our best to remember that despite what maybe the radio says or anything like that, that we and our neighbors are all humans. We're the same. We're living, as I said, our complex lives. Each person, even though you don't know them personally, has their hopes and dreams, their aspirations, their trials. They have their loved ones, and they are loved. And if we can keep that in mind, wouldn't that make us at least hesitate before doing something terrible? And maybe that's getting a bit preachy, I guess. And yes, life is a lot more complicated and why things that we might, you know, consider as terrible happen. Um, But I think it's a good reminder that don't be just swayed to get motivated to do something terrible and end another person's life. Because they are alive, just like we are. That's all I can really say about that, honestly. Um, As I said, I am no psychiatrist or therapist or um, an educated person, really, in any regard. I'm just a man sharing writings uh, from all over the world. and Or just a voice on a podcast, so... We'll end it there. But thank you so much for everyone who's contributed to this episode. Look, I said it was going to be a shorter one. We still kind of came about to like a 25-minute mark. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyways, um, if you want to look at who submitted what for this and every episode, you can go into the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, leave a review. You can do so on Apple Podcasts. It's very easy. You can also follow on Spotify and spread the word. Maybe you'll have uh, inspire someone to listen, and maybe they'll write something and submit it in. Maybe this will be the beginning of another great poet or writer or author, or maybe we'll get an outlook or a viewpoint we've never really thought about before. So who knows? The possibilities are endless what this podcast can accomplish. If you are interested in submitting your own piece to be shared, it's quite easy. You can follow me on Twitter at DeadLetterCast. That's C-A-S-T, DeadLetterCast. There you can either send me a message on Twitter, but the preferred method is there. You will see my email, which is DeadLetterRadioPodcast at gmail.com. As I said, it's on my Twitter. Email me your piece in the form of a PDF or a Word document, or you can put it in the body of the email, whatever is easiest for you. On doing so, I include the title of your piece, if there is one, how you would like to be credited. You can also be anonymous, and background information regarding it, whether you know that means what inspired you to write it, what you hope to accomplish with the piece, anything and anything like that um, works completely fine with me. And so outside of that, I think that's it. We made it to episode 35, everyone. 
that's a lot of episodes. And even so, I took a few breaks um, <clears throat> once we hit the around the late 20s to 30 marks. Uh, we're still trucking along, and I'm glad you guys were able to join me for another week of this podcast. The goal is to release another episode next Monday, so stay tuned. Um, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter and talk to me there if you want to discuss poetry or anything else. Um, it doesn't have to be related to the podcast at all. Drop in and say hi. I also have Instagram, Dead Letter, Dead Letter Radio uh, on Instagram. Not very active, but hey, that's just how things are. <laughs> Anyways, this is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels. <laughs>